I mean, it's a rabbit hole, man. You can type in alpha male, stop there, and you're going to get some mix of science versus opinion. But then if, if you just add one more word, alpha male truth, alpha male traits, you get into what you're not really used to being around is folks that really truly believe that in order for them, not just them, in order for the world to succeed, they've got to strive to be this alpha male nonsense. It's scary, man. Across the Streams podcast, we're back. I'm uh, calling this episode the Alpha Fallacy. Um, and if you listen to the little intros we're doing now before the music kicks in, cue, by the way, music credits again to Just Us, Justice Eaglesmith, great job. Uh, we're deep diving the alpha male conundrum. Um, I got into a rabbit hole of research again on something that ties into stuff I'm passionate about. You know, our calling men in segment, this will fall into those uh, types of episodes. Um, You know, the the realms that I tread in, a coach, fatherhood, former athlete, around athletes, um, are unfortunately full of people and men specifically striving or trying to create alphas. Um, I, well, I don't think it surprises anyone that listens to this podcast. You know, I don't believe in that nonsense. Uh, but I did want to deep dive the science and history behind the concept of alpha males. Because uh, remember, Hanlon's razor, one of the razors that we like to subscribe to here on Cross the Streams, and we shared it a while back, is never assigned a malice, that which can be explained by ignorance or stupidity. So here we go, the alpha fallacy. Okay, definitions of alpha maleness, alpha maleism, maybe. Uh, they vary. You know, I got one here from Cracked in 2021, an article. Alpha males are assertive, dominant men. They get women in the corner office, and they don't care who they offend along the way. Everyone else, the supposed beta males, is left to pick through society's scraps. Uh, here's another one from The Guardian, 2016. An alpha male is a man who takes charge, one who imposes his will on others, not the other way around. Other men want to be him, want to, women want to be with him. An alpha male intimidates, he's unquestionably in charge, no matter what the situation. An alpha male is loud, brash, doesn't care what anybody else thinks. An alpha male says what he wants and does what he wants. Uh, and finally, here's one from a Forbes deep dive in 2021. The alpha male is practically a star sign, imbued with hint of incel ideology, and used to confirm poisonous perspectives and exaggerated pre-existing insecurities. Um, so that you know, there's some different you know floating bubble definitions of alpha maleness. And if you're listening, you've heard or acted upon perhaps, you know, trying to achieve some of this, or watched other men try to achieve some version of being able to be worthy of being labeled an alpha. Let's dig into the science. Where in the hell did this come from? Because Unfortunately, there's a lot of false ideas and false um, attributions to science around, you know, the concept of alphas. If you go on TikTok, you go on YouTube, you go on Google, you'll find people subscribing or purporting to the idea that this is based in the inherent nature of men. Uh, And if you, as we're going to get into, it's not preordained by genetics. It is not found as observable science throughout time. And as a, in a matter of fact, it's based on two relatively young, and by young, we're talking science terms. In science terms, we're talking thousands and hundreds minimal 
to be considered, you know, age old. Um, but these two relatively young studies from the 20th century um, that we'll show you later don't even have a lot of lasting power anyway. Um, so let's go into this alpha science. One's based in the study of wolves uh, and one's based in studying primates, prim primarily chimpanzees. Um, ALF kind of exploded on the scene in 1947. A groundbreaking paper called Expression Studies on Wolves is published by Rudolf Schenkel, an animal behaviorist. Okay, so 1947, alpha male, an alpha signification designation, first arrives. Um, that book or that paper was the basis for the 1970, a 1970 piece of work called The Wolf, The Ecology and Behavior of an Endangered Species, published by L. David Meck. And I hope I'm saying that right, M-E-C-H, L. David Meck. We're going to go with that. If it's wrong, I apologize. Um, in short, these two studies kind of built upon the idea that when studying wolves in capture in 1930s and 40s, um, they observed social hierarchies in the captive wolves and some wild groups of chimps, which we'll get into on the other side of this, the second study. The idea was thus birthed, especially by Mech's book, that attaining an alpha ranking in these social hierarchies of captive wolves was based on competition, violent physical battles, and a loyal to me and me alone attitude. Okay, now take the second pillar of this. So the first pillar is based in studies of captive wolves uh, and alpha males ascending through violent confrontation to this alpha status. Now jump to the other pillar, chimps, primates, gorillas, um, where some social structures and hierarchies that exist in the world of primates uh, with a dominant individual at the top, typically a male, who's achieved the position via displays of strength and physical prowess. This was researched uh, Franz de Wald's Chimp Chimpanzee Politics is the publication paper. Um, is credited as another birthing moment for this machimo, machimo alpha pseudoscience correlation. So if, you, if you're watching a YouTube or a TikTok or there's even books, there's speakers that talk about the need and the inherent nature of men to strive to be alphas, you'll probably hear some version of the pillars, the wolf studies or the primate studies. And of course, with the correlation in um, evolution between primates and humans, you'll, you'll see people slip down, you'll go down the slippery slope of the connection. Um, there's a much more detailed accounting of the original thesis of Schenkel and Mech's work you know, the wolf studies. If you go to Gizmodo, G-I-Z-M-O-D-O.com, uh, author is Lauren Davis, and she goes in and she's got a long examination of what they actually claimed in their original studies. Um, and now fast forward, you know, based on these 1930s, 1940s, 1960s wolf and primate studies, we're in 2022, and supposedly the lessons we're supposed to learn from watching two chimps fight for the best figs is apply that, that social hierarchy and progression to humanity and men. Uh, your friend, your coach, your dad has even probably gone and on, gone on and on to you at some point about being an alpha. You know, let loose of civilization and civility and find your inner beast. Get that dog and claim, grab, fuck, and kill anything you want to. Um, you know, unfortunately, being an alpha has become to uh, many a must-have achievement and a benchmark on your way to the version of manhood they ascribe to and really the only version of life you should have. Um, but, as we'll tell you after the break here, the scientific, supposed scientific foundations, the wolf and chimpanzee studies, have, have crumbled 
upon the uh, people who worship at the altar of the Alpha. We'll be back. Funny, you know, it, it turns out there's much more to being a human there is to being a wolf or a primate. Shocker. I know. Um, the argument that men should strive to dominate all aspects of their existence through sheer physical and sexual prowess falls apart in a lot of areas. Okay? First, if you go back to Mech, L. David Mech, um, whose book is credited as the birthplace of Alpha Theology, in 1999 he abandoned his original research findings, actually begging publishers to, to stop production of his book. Um, as he stated, we have learned more about wolves in the past 40 years than all of previous history combined. You know, thus rendering anything based on Schenkel and his original ideas and work wrong. Remember, Schenkel was only studying wolves in captive, um, not wolves in the wild in their natural state. Uh, going even further, Mech stated that he had observed wolves in the wild attaining leadership positions in their packs by finding a lifelong birthing partner. In essence, making them the mom and dad of everyone. That's how they achieve status. That's right, not an alpha dog who screws and moves on and abandons his kids and goes on to the next pack to conquer, but a dad wolf who stays with the mom wolf, the same partner, and takes care of his pups. Strike one to the pillars of alpha science. The wolves are off the table as an example of, oh, this is our inherent nature. Now, what about the primates? What about the chimpanzees? Well, science has since shown us to be, uh, shocking, vastly more complex than our co primate cousins. You know, unlike the chimpanzee studies in the 60s, you as a human being, men out there listening, you don't belong to one single group or pack every day, all day during your life. Chimps do. You flow through many different groups, not just during the course of our lives, but literally during the course of a single day. You go from your family group to, if you're a teacher, your classroom, uh, your friend group if you're still, you not, don't have a job, your sports team, uh, your staff you work with, your office workers, your co-workers, your colleagues. You're not an alpha in all those scenarios. You aren't at the bottom of the pecking order in all those social groups you belong to. There isn't a crown that your buddy Bob rolls into that says Alpha during your poker night and suddenly all of you bow to him. We all exist and flow through different social hierarchies um, and play different roles in all of them. In fact, if you take a look at a lot of the science, studies point to our ability as human beings to be friendly, to socialize, and to build relationships that cause us to work together as one of the singular traits that's allowed us to evolve mentally and grow into the dominant species on the planet. And I hate saying the word dominant there because that once again invokes the alpha. But, the, you know, a successful thriving species, mainly because of working together, not dominating. So there you have strike two for the pillars of alpha science. Um, so Kip, you know, I'm, I'm not a baseball guy. Obviously, I love the Dodgers. Uh, they're killing right now, by the way. But that's only strike one. The wolves are off the table with the pseudoscience. And now the, the primate studies are off the table with the pseudoscience. What's strike three, man? We can't, we can't eliminate this alpha thing without strike three. Well, clearly, as someone myself who's tried to amplify the idea manhood can be full of empathy, compassion, and emotional fluency, the notion of a single dominant brute alpha is antithetical to my beliefs. Yeah. But hey, let me give you some rationale for that from Kip's brain. If alpha behavior was our base nature, it'd be impossible to survive, much less evolve. 
All we would do is spend our days plotting the downfall of the current quote-unquote alpha so we ourselves could inherit the position only to then be plotted against and taken down by the next challenger. No building, no joining, no growing, just lighting ourselves on fire until we were all extinguished. Um, you know, if you, believe, if you ascribe to life finds a way, that, that, that ain't the way. I think that's a, it's the opposite of the Mandalorian, right? That is not the way. Alpha thought process is also binary. It's the Ricky Bobby theory of if you're not first, you're last. That leads to literally what the lead fictional character Will Ferrell plays in Talladega Nights finds himself trapped in, a never-ending race in a circle, chasing nothing but his own ego. Um, you know, we've discussed before in this pod, life and change Life and change are moved by wheels that are full of different roles. Some require you to be out front, sure. Some require you to follow. Some require your very absence to function. We can all be weavers. We can all, some of us can be weavers. Some of us can be pilots. Some of us are caretakers. And we can flow between different roles at different moments of our life. There is not a singular position um, or job description that is the ultimate and the only. Uh, you know, I've heard coaches and friends in different, you know, various disagreements we've had over this topic um, state, hey, hey, man, alpha male means confidence and successful. Um, so why would you be against it? I'm not against confidence and success. What I'm against is confining ourselves to being only these things all the time. And if not, in any given singular moment, judging ourselves unworthy as, as men. I can be confident and then nervous and leery for a while and then find my way back to confidence again. I can win and I can lose. Then I can tie and then I can start all over again. We are not locked in a binary yes or no at all times. Um, and then obviously, if you, if you guys know, you know, the, another axiom I lend myself to is once you know, you can never go back to pretending as if you don't. You know, this lens reeks of sexism of an anti-feminine. Why must alpha always be followed by male? Think of your friend groups, your teammates, your co-workers, men out there. You, whenever you've heard them utter alpha, have you heard them follow that up with female much? Of course not, because proponents of alpha culture would tell you that the feminine cannot occupy the alpha perch. Uh, alpha male pseudoscience is another veiled attempt to separate the genders, to separate the sexes, to oppress what is possible for a woman and non non other non-binary folks and anyone who dares to be authentically different. Um, so there's your strike three to the concept of alpha male. Cross the streams. Content reminder. The opinions expressed on today's episode are those of the hosts and guests alone and should not be viewed as reflective of the opinions of the institutions or employers of the hosts and guests.